Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm cracking open a beer. You can find me on Total Auto Solutions on most platforms. Uh, if you're on Instagram, uh, that's the best way. Sometimes if you want to check us out, go find us there. If you're on TikTok or on Clubhouse, reach us out at Detail Supply App. But if you want a best way to get in touch, please send me a text, 918-800-1188. I'm drinking this beer with Nick, even though he's not drinking. Nick can be reached on most platforms at Nick at Vegas. Right? Nick, oh, Nick, I've. I royally fucked that yeah, one up. There I, you go. I yeah. fucked a lot of it up so far. Vegas.rides. Vegas.rides on most platforms, or you can be reached Nick at Vegasrides.com. I think right. I just need to go ahead and get into this beer. 100%. Uh, I'm super excited about it. Maybe that's why I was stumbling through everything because I was ready to go. Uh, did you ever, back in the day, did you ever have a uh, lava lamp? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not a oh, lava lamp kind of guy. Did, man. I figured <laughs> no. you were a guy that had lava are you, lamps. Are you a lava lamp guy? I was not. I was not, but I had a good friend, uh, that, uh, uh Chad Ramsey and, uh, his parents owned Ramsey Winch and, uh, he had his whole entire room decked out. He was a Prince fan. So oh, wow. all black and then purple, of course, all over and a bunch of purple rain stuff. And they had, we had those lava lamps all over with like purple lava going oh man it was it was intense but uh ufo's been sending these good beer um excited to try this one a guava yeah uh hazy ipa did you have any good beers this weekend uh no kind of chill didn't didn't really uh didn't really branch out very much how you like that there bud i don't know it's interesting yeah, the one that I got sent one randomly the other day that I couldn't even finish. It was this is interesting though. Uh hazy IPA with guava. I don't know if those two mix. Yeah. People just put guava on the label of everything. And it's like, yeah, I don't think that's supposed to have guava in it, dude. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah, 100%. Uh interesting the way uh over the weekend and definitely since uh, last week, how many details oh, yeah. have been reaching out, commenting uh of their scene inflation, right? Of the things yeah. that they're seeing. I'm getting pictures of people at gas pumps. Uh, I think the most interesting part for me that as I, as it starts to continue, I've even had vendors. Uh, and I think the crazy part when people are starting to talk about, as I personally am trying to help reduce plastics, well, plastics is going up. And what you're going to pay for containers, what you're going to pay for everything and revolving around plastics that's also going to go up. So I'm like, Hey, you know, let her, let her ride, let her ride. Yeah. It's, you know, look, we, we put out, you know, as we've pretty much proven now for two years doing this, we put out some information last week, way ahead of anybody in our industry doing that. And the response is like, you know, thank God you guys finally said something, you know, we've been, you know, detailers feel like they've kind of been on an Island, I guess. Right. For a few weeks where, Nobody was discussing, you know, real world issues with them. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's cool that they're reaching out. It's not cool that we're going through this, obviously, but it, it you know, it's just one of those things like it, it's here. It, we're going to weather this storm, how long the storm is, how severe it gets, who knows. Uh, but, you know, sharing what's going on, I think is important. And we'll watch the people, uh, the usual su suspects who follow our lead, 
uh, start to talk about this and, and, you know, detailers can take notice. It is funny though, isn't it? How a little uh, later, suddenly other people start saying similar things and it's like, hey. oh, where'd you hear that from? And by, and by the way, you know, I want detailers to, to, to understand this has been happening for two years. So sometimes you just have to have a laugh about it. But I mean, you can go through certain people's content and just see the, the copycat mentality and, you know, teach their own. Uh, but again, we were first last week and, and we're going to continue to talk about it. So send in your stories. If you guys are coming across products or things that are heavily being affected in your area, you know, reach out, let us know. You know, we'd like to talk about it on the podcast. I don't think we said that last week, uh, but you know, it's different everywhere. I mean, some people are just seeing prices rise on certain things. That's maybe not as easy to get in their area. And who knows? I mean, who knows where this goes? Yeah. And here's the reason why, right? The, the reason why I, you know, specifically want to talk about is going through, you know, the eight, nine, 10, right? What we went through there and then what happened out of it, right? So we're not sure. We put out a lot last year about, you know, while others were saying, close your doors, we were saying, go to the front lines, right? Go out, push, push, go hard. You and I put out a lot of great information with, you know, what's the virus, how to clean stuff. You know, you went into a heavy into sanitation and, uh, we put out a lot of great information. The reason that we're going to put out this information is because I remember specifically coming out of eight, nine, and 10, moving into, you know, 11, 12, 13, let's all do some math. That was fun. Uh, yeah. We, we had crazy increases of a lot of different things. I specifically, I had to struggle through high gas prices, yeah. right? Uh, as a, as a guy that drove around the state of Oklahoma starting a business, right? So you don't have a lot coming in. You're trying to get out and hustle to pay $5 a gallon to run Trouble. around the state. It's just, well, it's just uh, uh, unheard of. I couldn't do, there's no way I could have done it. So I moved my truck to CNG very early on oh, because I it. could see what was going to happen. And fortunately we were able to get it put together. And I just used to, you know, Hey, the old, the old buddy who's a mechanic, right? I mean, yeah. this is Oklahoma. That's what we do. Uh, sure. And uh, you know, fortunately he had a shade tree. It was, it was nice. And uh, I was able, because I could see things that were happening. I was able to virtually, I mean, I, I don't know how, if I could have made it, I was paying 80 cents on CNG while others were paying $5 a gallon. Uh, yeah. I was talking to a, one of our vendors and, you know, he, he rolls around too. And, you know, he's dropping 75 to a hundred dollars now, you know, he's starting to think about yeah, doing that's where that. we're at in my trucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, we're regularly seeing, you know, uh, let's just, you know, let's give, I'll give a frame of reference, right? Like this is a cool thing to give. Uh, so if you rewind the clock to December trucks and equipment, 62 to 73, you know, would be the range total. We're well now 108 to, you know, 115 uh, per truck. I mean, that's pretty significant. Uh, you know, especially some of my trucks have bigger tanks. Some of the equipment has bigger tanks. I mean, you know, we have reserve gas on every truck. I mean, it's it's here. I mean, and like you said, if you go back to, to, to 6, 7, 8 through 10, I mean, gas was out of control for a long time. I mean, high gas prices were just sort of a norm for a lot of years. I mean, it really didn't really come down until after the recession. And that was probably a couple of years after the recession. Uh, so it's, it's, it's here, you know, I mean, we're, we're right back in it and, uh, 
you know, we'll see, you know, send in your stories, man. I mean, it, it, it'd be cool to share and see the little different ways that it's affecting everybody in a little bit different way in every little part of the country. And, and each, each detailer that runs their business is going to have to continue to adapt and change. Some people are asking, hey, do I start adding in a surcharge? Do I start doing a fuel charge? Well, you know, there's a lot of people that do fuel, fuel charges. So it will be interesting to see the way detailers now get to progress through another thing to, you know. Yeah. You know, last year we had a lot to, to make changes about. You know, this time last year, you and I were starting to really get out and make predictions and really push people to, you know, make it the best year that they could. Uh, there's going to be a lot of navigating this year too. It doesn't, that's just because 2020 is over. Doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, 2021 is a breeze. There's going to be plenty yeah. of stuff to navigate and we're already seeing, which is interesting. A lot of detailers come out switching early, right. And quickly of saying, Hey, we were once, you know, a multi-level, we put it, you know, Months and months, almost sometimes people would be bragging about how many, you know, they were booked out with all these different levels of coatings and they're going to do six levels of this and five levels of that and $5,000, right? Yep. Wow. I mean, how quickly, how quickly is that changing? I mean, we, well, we, we see people yeah. now, I mean, let's, let's kind of put a frame of reference. We see people who were big time coding, um, uh, advocates uh, of a lot of the big brands now talking about, Hey, you know, uh, now I'm just wash clay and putting on some spray coating and uh, you know, calling it good. I yeah, mean, well, some of them, what we're seeing too is interesting. They're, they're not even putting on the spray coating while it's dry. You know, they're right. In the spray coating while, while they literally had just clayed it and then sprayed some coating and wiped it. Right. I mean, they still got clay lube that they're intermixed. Yeah, it's crazy. Coating. Uh, and then you've got some detailers that are posting pictures of saying, hey, we're, I'm not doing coatings or corrections anymore. I did a, a wash, a clay and a spray, not even a, a coating, like a spray protectant, a spray wax and charging four hundred dollars. Yeah. $400. yeah. And, and again, mean, it, 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 here's here's the craziest thing about the detailing world, probably for the last five to seven years, it's it's one thing we can say unequivocally is that the people that get listened to the most now are the opposite ends of the spectrum, right? It's like either the guy that's doing, you know, spray on stuff and charging money and talking about how it's good enough, or it's the person saying, if you're not doing 58 stage paint correction and 27 layers of, of coating, you're not a detailer. Th that seems to be like where we're at odds, right? It's like the middle general part the, the the common sense people the people actually making money long term in this business don't really get listened to you know because the truth is always in the middle right it's it's you know if you're putting on spray stuff and you're calling it ceramic coating i'm never going to be okay with that because it's not a ceramic coating it isn't we don't have to debate that anymore water delivered or an actual ceramic that's resin and solvent delivered we know which one's superior. And we know that there are entry-level coatings that are properly delivered that you can put on a car for 10 or 15 bucks an application. So there's no reason to rip someone off. There isn't. Yeah. There isn't a reason. But there also isn't a reason to be at this whole other spectrum and act as if you know everything, that your way of doing things is the perfect way to detail. How about we just 
do the right thing for the client that's standing in front of us, which is why I told you we don't do packages. I've never believed in packages for one simple reason. If I go to 10 customers, I, I can tell you that those 10 people are usually going to need 10 different things. Somebody may care about something that this other guy doesn't. So if I try to fit them in a package, I never found that it worked for me. So I want to be able to stand in front of the customer and say, hey, this is what's most important to you. Let's let us handle that. Um, we get so far away from the customer in this industry, and you're seeing it now. You're going to watch all kinds of companies and detailers panic because the reality is setting in that they chose a bad business model. And so they're going to panic. And we're watching the beginning parts of it. I mean, we're watching really large companies panic, not just a small detailer. And I, I have no problem with saying this. I'm actually kind of happy because, you know, 2016, 17, 18, especially 17 and 18, when we were really launching Pints and Polishing Podcasts and really trying to go heavy, there's, listen, Jason Rose was specific when he's talked to me and openly has said it. You know, the style that I guess we're moving back towards <laughs> Uh, was the style that I was pushing for all those years, right? It's a style, the same style that you believe in also. Like yep. you don't have to hit people over the head. There was no reason over the past years to just do what was being done. There just was no reason. It nope. wasn't sustainable. And we needed an economy to tell us that, right? And that's well, what's going to happen. And that's what 100%. we're seeing. Uh, there's no other reason that they would make these changes right now, March, April of 2021, right? Because in some of these posts where detailers are making this change and, and they're saying, well, if you listen to so-and-so, he's been saying it for the past month. Okay. Way to fucking go. You said it the past month or two, like, great job. You switch. Cool. Now you're telling people and you're showing people how to do stuff differently. Great. Right. I got to say that in 16, 17, 18, right? Yeah. That's what I was saying then and still saying now, right? But the thing is, right, we don't need to hack customers. We just need to provide them value. You yeah. Just because you're going to detail differently, because you were a one style for so long with multi-stages and multi-levels and you were this, 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 and this, you always assume that just because I detailed for my customers that I hacked them and I cheaped them. Fuck you. Yeah. I mean, I seriously have taken that stuff personal. Building a business off of helping your customers and the amount of people now that are starting to say, oh, don't detail for your pride, detail for your customers. Yes, that's absolutely 100% true. That's what we've been saying. I, I want to just say <laughs> thank you to everybody in the community. That has constantly been saying over the past years, thanks for staying in your lane and thanks for staying doing what you've been saying, because this is the way that we believe, right, to grow a business, to, and what do you mean by grow a business? I mean, to be able to be 43, to be able to be 38 and still operating a detailing business, right? If you yeah. really love this industry and you want to be in it long term, hey, welcome, <laughs> Yeah, it's not well, gonna, it's not going to look it's not going to look like everybody online tells you, right? Like we just have so many outrageous claims made and, and we really haven't had an episode like this in a while, so I want guys to understand that this has kind of been building because you're seeing massive companies 
completely changed their philosophy because they're not selling five-year coding anymore. Like, let me make something clear, guys. Five-year coding never moved at a high level, even though they lied to you and told you that it did. It never was a large mover for most companies, no matter what they tell you. Now it's not moving at all. And so they're having to resort to all kinds of gimmicks. And they're just, who cares? I'm going to change the label and I'm going to change my formulation out of the blue. Do you think they do that with something they're selling a lot of? Do you? Would you, if you were selling a thousand details a day and it was working, would you be like, you know what? I'm selling too many details. Let me go ahead and change it up. No, you wouldn't do that. So what's it tell you? It tells you that they're trying to salvage their market. They're not trying to do anything other than that. The five-year market's going to die. Okay? The PPF market is going to die. You want to know how I know that? Because I've been in the business longer than five years. And I've seen PPF crumble. I've seen PPF crumble three times in my career. Now, I realize that all you PPF experts out there think that you know what you're talking about because you've been installing PPF for 12 minutes. Three different times the product has gone in and out of this industry on a big level. It's a, it's a 1960s technology. Okay? You're not revolutionary. It's going to go kaboom again. Like the five-year coding business is going kaboom right now. So what you're seeing with all these people, quote unquote, changing their business style is they're not changing their business style. They're trying to stay alive because they chose a business model that didn't work. And Marty, you and I talked about this off air, and I want to say this. Everyone's going to have to make tweaks to their business at all times, the rest of your life as a business owner. But if you have to turn around and walk 180 degrees in the opposite direction, you chose a bad business model. Nothing wrong with saying you chose a bad business model, but that's what that means. And we're watching people do it on a level, and we're just at the tip of the iceberg of things starting to get a little crazy here in the economy. I mean, so it's going to be pretty wild to see what the next six months holds. Uh, do you think we see uh, major companies go out, or do they just fall away from being dominant? Well, I think you can point to a couple coding companies that were way more prevalent 24 months ago than they are today. I mean, I'm not going to call any brands out, but if we invite them on and they want to come on, we can we can certainly go toe to toe and have that conversation. But I think you're two or three coding companies, and I would even say a fourth uh, coding company or a third coding company comes to mind for me is way different 30 than 36 months ago, 24 months ago. I think you're looking at a market that has been changing. 2020 salvaged a lot of things for a lot of people. Nobody was expecting the boom of 2020, especially when we went into lockdown. Chemical companies especially never thought they were going to have this record-setting year. It turns out as we're starting to turn the corner, everyone's kind of looking around and saying, maybe we didn't have the best 2020 or maybe we didn't have the most sustainable 2020 into 2021. Uh, I think tool companies were hit ridiculously hard by 2020 that they didn't have record years like the chemical companies did. Uh, I don't think you're going to see massive companies go out of business, but I think you're already starting to see a bunch of them take steps backwards. I mean, in and, a big way. And so I, I want to throw this out and kind of chop it up a little bit because I would imagine if, if somebody's right, let's just go, uh, what's that devil's advocate, right? We're, we're yeah. looking at what we're saying and we're going, hey, detailers should 
take a dress, you know, they should see what's going on. And, you know, if they need to navigate and make mm -hmm. some, you know, some adjustments, right. Or are these big companies that have made these adjustments or is that just simply what they're doing because they're navigating as well? I mean, well, it, certainly they're making adjustments, but here's what they're also doing. They're also telling you that what we've been selling you for the last eight years isn't something that works at all times. It isn't an ex we got you bought into something that you can't sustain when times get a little bit tough. And re remember, we're not even in the tough times yet. Yeah. Okay. Really. Look at how much panic is happening. For those of you that are on Facebook, look at the panic that's taking place. Instagram, look at the panic that's taking place. It's taking place because they realize that the ticket price of $2,500 details isn't going to be there. Now, again, the opposite in the spectrum of not giving great value at the lower end is not what we advocate either. So I don't want people to think we're advocating for the cheap, you know, spray on for $500 either. I'm not advocating for that at all. I'm advocating for common sense detailing that has survived since the 80s. Those are the people that survive. Okay. And the problem is coding companies couldn't sell you anything by just telling you the truth. So they had to build this marketplace of, hey, you know, put this 27 layer five year coding on and, you know, it's going to last five and a half years and it's never going to be a headache and you'll never have to wash your car. And, you know, well, guess what? I think we're seeing a lot less of those ads today, aren't we? Because I sure remember a time when you never went an hour without seeing them on your timeline or in your email box or whatever. Think about it, guys. Then look at these companies and say, hmm, is this who I should do business with? I'm not telling you what to do, but I, for two years, have said, there's a lot of things that make me not do business with companies. And one of them is when they don't understand the detailing business, I don't want to do business with them. And I think there's a lot of companies that have no detailing experience in the entire company. And they're just marketing companies. And that's perfectly okay. But I'm not going to risk my livelihood and my family's livelihood on people that don't know what they're talking about. And that's where I think a lot of these companies come from. And I think a good lesson to learn for detailers is when you watch, and this is, I guess, if you're in the groups, right? I mean, I think probably a lot of our listeners aren't in the groups, you know, Agreed. so we might be, uh, we might just be giving talking them information <laughs> that they weren't aware of, yeah. you know, we're the gossip train for them. Uh, so, you know, if, if they're in the groups, cool. If they're not probably better that you're not, uh, spending your time in groups that have your customers and not other detailers is a good yeah. place to be. Yep. So if there is anybody that shares this over to the groups or shares it with people that are in the groups, here's the message. And here's the understanding from a, you know, 19 plus in the career of auto detailing. <sighs> Listen, take care of your customers. Yep. Just because, right? <laughs> just because I've said that for years and just because while well, everybody else was beating them over the head for four or $5,000, just because doesn't mean that now you go backwards in a sense to the four to $500 range and you fuck your customers. Please stop ruining <laughs> the name of detailing by being one way last year and now still at such an insane rate and just doing a clay and a spray wax like come on 
if you want to be in it long term and you want that shop, you want all that stuff, you want everything that you want, like you think that it's going to be, you can't, right? You can't do that to your customers. Customers have to be taken care of. They have to be respected. They have to be given value. And you just won't make it. <laughs> you yep. won't make it if you don't have people with you. And you won't make it if you keep fucking your customers. So please stop. Yeah. And, and here's the funny thing, you know, it, that you can go to the high end, right? The high end market wants all these things for detailing, right? Oh, you know, to be called a detailer, you should do this. Well, all those people from the high end are going to have to now survive in the lower end part of the market. Yeah, welcome. And so what happens, um, you know, we do twenty-five, dollars $5,000 details in my business, just not the lifeblood of my business. I've done hundred hour paint corrections in my business for shows, but it's not the heartbeat of my business. And I've never acted like it was because that isn't the heartbeat of detailing. No matter how hard you try to make that the heartbeat, it isn't. It's the simple stuff. The mom's van that needs cleaned up, the mom's Range Rover that needs cleaned up, the kids got sick in a car. You know, it's always going to still be the lifeblood. It doesn't matter what we want to do. And I love that guys are really passionate about paint correction. That's what got me addicted to detailing. So I understand that. But here's the reality. If you've been paint correcting for five years, you're not an expert. You just aren't because I wasn't and I don't know anybody else that was. But you talk as if you are. And that's the dangerous part. The thing that really irks me is when we're going to go into tough times. We're going to lose a lot of detailers. A lot of people that thought they wanted to do this for their life and love it. And they're not going to have a way to get through this. And you know, the one reason why, and for two years I harped on something and I just want to remind everybody why I harped on it. Bad information has consequences. And you know, when the consequences show up, it isn't when everybody's getting $5,000 of family and stimulus. That's not when bad information shows its face. It's when the world starts to come crashing down that bad information becomes a real problem. Ask anybody that lost a home in 2008 and they listened to a mortgage broker, a real estate agent, went and got a house that was $800,000 and they make 12 bucks an hour. They got bad information and it ruined their life. It's no different in our business. So the reason I harp on bad information, the reason I harp on the charlatans in our business to tell you about how they used to detail in 87, no record of it. And all these training nonsense that went on. The reason I harped on bad information wasn't because I was telling you I was right, that you had to listen to me, because I never did that. I just said there were consequences to bad information. And guess what? We're going to lose a lot of detailers because people gave out bad information, not for a year, not for one training, but for five, six, seven, eight straight years. And now they're changing their tune. Oh, you, you know, I didn't say that. No, you did say that. And guess what? People have listened to you and those people are going to go out of business because of you. Now you can say they should learn or they should make the adjustment, but if they listen to you wholeheartedly and they trusted you, bad information has consequences and our industry is going to find out pretty hardcore another in the next recession, inflation, whatever happens, that this bad information has a consequence and we're going to lose a lot of guys because of it. And that's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Um, I wish and hope that, you know, hope we don't, you know, but you, you're most likely true. And I wish them hopefully that, you know, they land somewhere and they're okay, you know, and they can exactly you know, 
finish out whatever they want to do, you know, maybe find a new career. Yeah. And maybe that they will then, I guess, find the, the best system that would, you know, like it just, you're right. Like sometimes you just, oh, fuck. Like, well, that, that snake's head got cut and they got a bounce. It, it, yeah. It's a tough deal. It is. Yeah. Wow. And, and it's, it's a tough business, man. And like I said, we want guys put your head down right now and let's give one last message here, Marty, of, of good things for those guys and gals out there that are got the right business plan. They got the right business model. You're going to go through bumps and bruises. Yeah. The good thing is, though, is you're going to be able to weather it. Okay. So put your head down and just do the simple things really well. And you know what you'll find out? Yeah, the recession was bad. I had to do this. But you know what? It wasn't that bad. Because you always get out the other side. If you got the right mindset and the right business plan, you're like, you know what? Oh, eight, nine, 10 wasn't that bad. Um, but there's a lot of people that it was bad for. So, you know, try to choose your lane pretty wisely over the next 12 months. Uh, Nick, thanks so much for your time as always. Uh, you know, uh, always great information that you put out. Thanks for what you do for the community. Uh, I'm going to finish almost done there. It turned out to be a pretty decent beer, this UFO guava lamp. I might have to go out, go to the pond store and uh, get find, see if I can find me a, a lava lamp. Hey, I tell you what, you know. Uh, that's funny. Definitely. All right, man. Enjoy uh, your right, week. Brother, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Episode over. Leave us a review and we will see you on the Community Pub Wednesday nights at 7.30 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. That's the Community Pub Wednesday nights, 7.30 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. Grab a pint and enjoy.